Hello, and welcome to episode 133 of the Quiet and Strong podcast, especially for introverts. I'm your host, David Hall, and the creator of QuietAndStrong.com. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to understanding the strengths and needs of introverts. Introversion is not something to fix, but to be embraced. Normally, we'll air each episode on a Monday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. Leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. Tell a friend about the podcast. Help get the word out there that introversion is a beautiful thing. On the podcast, we talk a lot about how to gain confidence when it's lacking and having your voice heard as an introvert. Of course, not all introverts lack confidence, as I know many confident and even outspoken introverts. But when you're lacking confidence, understanding and embracing introversion, along with some success strategies geared towards introverts, can take you far. In episode 125, we discussed how introverts can gain confidence, specifically focusing on strategies for building self-assurance, embracing your introverted nature. We can gain confidence through self-awareness, preparation, practice, gradual exposure to new experiences, setting realistic goals, and taking care of ourselves through recharge time and allowing time for thinking, focus, and reflection. We also discussed the importance of embracing vulnerability, utilizing introverted strengths, and seeking support from like-minded individuals or coaches. Remember, confidence is not about becoming an extrovert, but about embracing your authentic self and recognizing the worth and strength that introversion brings. About the same time I recorded this episode, I had a couple different guests on the podcast bring up the concept of psychological safety. I was also coming across it in some things I was reading. And when I'm hearing about something over and over again, I try and pay attention. So after a recent episode I had with my guest, Joanna Rabone, she recommended a great book, The Four Stages of Psychological Safety, Defining the Path to Inclusion and Innovation by Timothy R. Clark. I've been reading it now, and I highly recommend it. I'll add it to the show notes. So in the book, Clark defines psychological safety this way. Psychological safety is a condition in which you feel included, safe to learn, safe to contribute, safe to challenge the status quo, all without fear of being embarrassed, marginalized, or punished in some way. So not only do introverts need to become self-aware to gain confidence, they also need to have a psychological safe environment to feel included, to learn and grow, have their voice heard, and feel comfortable to challenge the way things have always been done. It's important for both introverts and extroverts to have a a psychologically safe environment to thrive. However, the strengths and needs of introverts and extroverts can be very different, and that needs to be understood by individuals, leaders, informal leaders, and all in the organization. So to start with, Clark gives four reflection questions that you can ask yourself. First, do you truly believe that all men and women are created equal? And do you accept others and welcome them into your society simply because they possess flesh and blood, even if their values differ from your own? Second, without bias or discrimination, you encourage others to learn and grow and you support them in that process, even when they lack confidence or make mistakes. Third, do you grant others maximum autonomy to contribute in their own way as they demonstrate their ability to deliver results? Fourth, do you consistently invite others to challenge the status quo 
in order to make things better? And are you personally prepared to be wrong based on the humility and learning mindset you've developed? So what do you think about those questions? How are you doing on contributing to a psychologically safe environment? And of course, this can be a work in progress. It can take some time. But where are you? So let's start with inclusion. Why is this important? As human beings, we want to feel connected and that we belong. So here's some key reasons why inclusion is important. Inclusion ensures that everyone, regardless of their background, identity, or characteristics, is treated with respect. It promotes a society where everyone has a fair chance to succeed and contribute. Inclusion brings together individuals with diverse backgrounds, experiences, perspectives. This diversity fosters creativity, innovation, and problem solving by allowing for a wide range of ideas and viewpoints. Inclusive environments encourage collaboration and teamwork among individuals from different backgrounds. When people feel included and valued, they're more likely to work together effectively, share knowledge, and support one another. Personal growth and development for inclusion provides individuals with an opportunity to learn from others who have different perspectives and experiences. This exposure helps broaden understanding, challenge biases, and develop empathy and cultural competence. Inclusive societies promote social cohesion by fostering a sense of belonging, community among all members. It reduces divisions, discrimination, exclusion, leading to stronger relationships and a more harmonious atmosphere. And next, we need to make it okay to make mistakes. It's often said that experience is the best teacher. Success comes from trying things out, making mistakes, reflection, and continuous improvement. This reminds me of the story of Thomas Edison and the light bulb. It's often misrepresented as the tale of failure. While it's true that Edison faced numerous challenges and setbacks during his quest to invent a practical and commercially viable electric light bulb, it'd be incorrect to say failed at it. When he asked about this repeated failure, he famously said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. I've heard that quote a thousand ways, 2,000 ways. So it just depends on where you read, but he found 10,000 ways that won't work. As I'm recording, I'm grateful to have some light in the studio and I'm happy that Edison didn't give up. You can foster a culture that embraces learning and growth. And here's some strategies. Lead by example. Show vulnerability and admit your own mistakes. This sets a positive tone and encourages others to do the same. Encourage open communication. Create an environment where people feel comfortable sharing their mistakes without fear of judgment or punishment. Emphasize that mistakes are opportunities for learning and improvement. When mistakes happen, focus on learning rather than blaming or criticizing. Help individuals understand that, you know, what went wrong and how can we improve for the future? And promote a growth mindset. Encourage the belief that Abilities and skills can be developed through effort and practice. Emphasize that mistakes are part of the learning process and should be embraced as opportunities for growth. Celebrate learning and progress. Recognize and celebrate the lessons. Learn from mistakes. Highlight the positive outcomes that result from taking risks and trying new approaches. And honestly, sometimes it's not even a mistake, but you just realize, you know what? Here's something I can now do better. 
And to make it psychologically safe to contribute, think about these steps. Encourage open communication. Promote open dialogue and active listening where individuals feel comfortable expressing their thoughts, opinions, concerns without fear of judgment or retribution. Empower autonomy and decision-making. Grant individuals the autonomy to make decisions and contribute in their own unique way. Trust their abilities and provide them with necessary resources and support to succeed. And then challenging the status quo is important because it drives innovation, growth, and progress. The world is always changing. We need to continuously innovate to do our best work and stay relevant. I worked at Blockbuster Video during college, and they were everywhere. They just put many mom and pop shops out of business. And now, many years later, I hear that there's one holdout left when there used to be so many. I wonder how things could have been different. There could have been things they could have done to challenge the status quo. Here's some key reasons why challenging the status quo is beneficial. Challenging the status quo encourages new ideas, approaches, solutions. It pushes us to question existing norms, systems, practices, leading to innovative breakthroughs and advancement. By challenging the status quo, we can identify areas for improvement and feel better and find better ways of doing things. It helps us to avoid complacency and stagnation, fostering a culture of continuous learning and growth. The world is constantly evolving. And what worked in the past may not be effective in the present or future. Challenging the status quo allows us to adapt, change our circumstances, embrace new technology, and stay ahead of the curve. Organizations and individuals that challenge the status quo often gain a competitive edge. They're more likely to identify emerging trends, seize opportunities, and differentiate themselves from others in the market. By challenging the status quo, we foster a culture of curiosity, critical thinking, innovation, enables us to push boundaries, explore new possibilities, and create positive change in our personal and professional lives. So, so far, everything that we've talked about have been for introverts and extroverts. So let's talk just a little bit more about what introverts might need specifically. So for introverts, psychological safety can play a crucial role in ensuring their well-being and enabling them to thrive in social and professional settings. Here's how psychological safety is relevant for introverts. In psychologically safe environments, introverts can feel accepted and valued for their unique qualities and contributions. When they feel safe, they're more likely to share their perspectives, ideas, and skills without the fear of judgment or rejection. So provide encouragement to speak up. Introverts may be less inclined to speak up in large groups or fast-paced discussions. However, in psychologically safe spaces, they're more likely to voice their thoughts and participate actively, knowing that their input will be respected and considered. Empower others to set boundaries. Psychological safety allows introverts to set boundaries for themselves, such as needing time alone to recharge or having opportunities for one-on-one interactions. Feeling safe to express these needs helps prevent burnout and supports their overall well-being. Provide opportunities for thoughtful reflection. Introverts often prefer to process information internally before contributing to a discussion. In a psychologically safe environment, they have the space and time to reflect, which can lead to more thoughtful and well-articulated contributions. As introverts, we do best with preparation for meetings, presentations, speeches, and certain conversations. 
recognize individual work styles. Psychological safety involves recognizing and respecting different work styles. This acknowledgement benefits introverts as they may excel in independent tasks and creativity when given the autonomy to work in ways that suit their preferences. Make it about the outcomes and not the process to get to the outcomes. Support social energy management. Introverts may find social interactions draining, especially in non-supportive environments. Psychological safety allows them to navigate social situations with less anxiety, knowing they won't be forced into uncomfortable or overwhelming interactions. In summary, psychological safety for introverts involves creating an inclusive and supportive environment that values their unique strengths and provides ways for them to contribute in ways that align with their natural preferences. By fostering psychological safety, we can empower introverts to thrive and make meaningful contributions to the teams and organizations they belong to. So again, wherever you are in the organization, you can promote psychological safety. It's important for everyone, but understanding different individuals, both introverts and extroverts, and the many other nuances we have with our various needs, gifts, strengths is all part of this. It takes time to get to know people and time to create a psychologically safe environment. And no one is perfect. Keep working at it. There will be things outside of your control. You may decide it necessary eventually to change environments, and that's okay. We should be in a place where we feel we belong, we can learn and grow. Our valuable ideas are heard, even if it changes the way things have always been done. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you take some time to explore other episodes and learn from our amazing guests. Remember, if you're interested in getting to know yourself better, there's now a free TypeFinder personality assessment on the Quiet and Strong website. This free assessment will give you a brief report, including the four-letter Myers-Briggs code. I'll add a link to the show notes. And I'd love to connect with you. Reach out at david at quietandstrong.com or check out the quietandstrong.com website, which includes blog posts and links to social media for Quiet and Strong. Send me topics or guests you'd like to see on the show and get to know your introverted strengths and needs and be strong.